welcome back to Sitting In. This is episode 10. Um, we're going to have a fun one today. Not really anything planned. Um, we're just going to get into some chats and see see where we go. Uh, so how is everyone doing? I am doing okay. I was, uh, I'm going through something right now, if I'm being honest. And I thought today would be a good place to share it all with you. And I've got post-gig blues. And I'm trying to find ways of overcoming it. You know, I've I've been looking at ordering a Tesla, a couple of Lamborghinis, booking a holiday to Prague. But I don't know what to do. And I'm hoping that this conversation can, uh, I don't know, inspire me and make me feel like life is fruitful, even though I'm not playing the gig that I look forward to playing. I guess. <laughs> Meta couch. No. In all seriousness, I, I'm all right, but um, I played a really awesome gig at the weekend with Callum, and uh, it's not happening now, and I'm like, oh, I have a hole in my heart, but I'll feel it. Now you've got those post-blues blues, my friend. That's going to be interesting to uh, to talk about, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm all good, man. I'm, uh, do you know what? It hit me this week. I'm waiting for the nicer weather. I've never been one to say that in my life, because I'm a, I'm a cold-blooded person, but Getting out this morning and getting outside and freezing. And obviously, you know, there's this storm blowing through the UK at the moment. Every cell in my body is just chilled. Chilled, unfortunately. So, yeah, for the first time in a long time, I woke up feeling like I need warmer weather. But yeah. Huh. Have you planned any trips? Mentally, yes. Physically, we're working on that. We're working on it. Um, cool man but yeah I heard Scotland's <laughs> sunny at this time of the year Scotland is sunny for three days in this time of the year <laughs> those are the three that, that window that you have those three or four days that window that is your sunlight for the year I know that I know that yeah <laughs> it's uh, it's sad I am also in the process of trying to sort out holidays and I firmed up I firmed up a couple of plans I'm excited gonna be good mm. how are you feeling Callum? Yeah, I'm feeling I'm feeling good. Um, I kind of I'm on the same, oh, well, not same level as Yuri's, but um, I felt I felt great like after the gig, um, and with like a really good night as well. Um, but something I don't know, something's kind of changed. Uh, something for me that I think I've realised as well is when there's such a, a big thing that you're working towards, um, I can I can tend to get like really really serious and like really kind of zoned in on that thing and it's like that's the only thing that I've basically that I'm, that I'm focusing in on because um, just after the gig uh, you know seen a few people told them about the gig and they were just saying how much like my vibe is just like like really really positive and like I seem to just not be as serious so I think I think um, that's like a little learning point for me that I think when I've got these big things coming up big events that maybe I need to practice for or big gigs maybe some more kind of chill time up to well the run up to um these things would be would be kind of helpful so that's a takeaway for me i think that's quite an important one so seems like lots of learning experiences from this gig but it was a fantastic gig it was a it was a great gig um it was a it was a sellout too which was a which was amazing it was just Will you guys fill us in stand innovation for like three minutes like they just wouldn't sit down <laughs> it was awesome sorry so, Jack, i was just gonna go? say can you guys fill us in as well for the listener what what was this gig as well like where was it what kind of music are we talking about here fill us in i want to know 
Great question. Thanks for inviting the audience into this conversation a bit more. All right, so I'll set the scene. I play in this... We try not to use the word orchestra because, like, it makes people think a certain thing, but, like, it, it's an orchestra, I guess. Um, we just don't really play, like, traditional orchestral stuff. Um, and we had this gig coming up at a festival called Celtic Connections, which is a really big deal in Scotland. It's a celebration of Celtic culture, and they get all the concert halls booked, like, in Glasgow, and put on some shows. They get people from all over the world coming in to play. I saw um, I saw Tigran Hamasi in there a few years ago, and I saw Tommy Emmanuel there as well. And, yeah, they always just get really cool acts playing together. And we had been invited to play, and we were playing with someone called Catherine Joseph, who's an absolutely phenomenal, beautiful songwriter from Scotland. And we recently recorded an EP with her. Uh, we took three of her tracks, and various people in the orchestra arranged it. Oh, arranged the pieces. And they recorded it, and this gig was also a release of that EP. So if you do want to listen to uh, Tinderbox and Catherine Joseph, you can... I'll maybe link it in the description, actually, of this episode, so you can have a listen. It's, uh, it's absolutely beautiful. And when I reflect on the gig... You know, I think about all the cool bits, you know, ripping a solo, standing on the podium and stuff like that was cool. But really, my favorite moments were when I wasn't playing and I could just listen to the orchestra playing with Catherine. She was playing on a grand piano, like singing and oh, it was just amazing. And there was a moment where I I close my eyes a lot when I'm playing, but like I, I really sunk into it and like, I don't know what I felt, but it just felt like, ah. Oh, Awesome. That's really surprising and to I, me because, like, whenever I close my eyes, I lose my place in the music, and then just the whole thing just goes downhill. So, <laughs> conductors are so useful for that. Callum, do you want to add anything to that? Um, yeah, uh, I'm trying to think what to add. Um, yeah, it was uh, as you say, like, I wasn't playing in the second last piece, uh, which was um, we're doing three songs, Catherine Joseph, and second one, I didn't have a part, so I, I just got to stand back and listen. Um, and that was, yeah, it was just amazing. Again, this is from my perspective, like I've never played with an orchestra. I've never done anything of this magnitude at all. Um, I'm on my second instrument too. Like all of it's so brand new, um, and meeting so many like new faces and stuff. It was quite, quite the experience for me, um, from loads of different angles. Like it was just such a big gig. Uh, but the run up to it, like I was, I was super nervous. Like we had a lot of waiting time from, um, soundcheck hours hours and it was just sinking in it was sinking in a whole day of waiting um and then yeah it got to it got to showtime and my my mind went blank for the first 30 seconds like the gig had started and apart from these hits that we do in the the first song called bethany lane lane um yeah my mind just totally went blank i just forgot everything that i'd been practicing for the past like month um and then that just went away, and then I was so calm. And then I was just able to kind of move forward from there. Um, so that that was a little bit of a what's what's the yeah train wreck train wreck experience. That's just like <laughs> tiny little one there. There's another one to add to the pot. Ah, but yeah, no, it you was, made you made it work. Though. Yeah, totally. That wasn't bad. Um, that was a tiny one, but yeah, it was it was super fun. Uh, but definitely still taking away all the things that um I don't need to work on as well. Um, for yeah, just learning points for me, like looking at a conductor. It's not something I've ever had to do. So 
you know, looking at a conductor for time, uh, keeping in with the orchestra, you know, as well as like a band. So many things to take away from. But yeah, definitely an amazing opportunity. So what was the um, the style of the music? Like what kind of stuff is it that you guys were playing? Oh, wow. Uh, that is a good question because it is so varied. Now, I recommend listening to the Tinderbox Orchestra album. Um, I think it's just called Tinderbox, right? Um, listen to that and you'll get an idea of what it sounds like. But it ranges from like kind of rocky, heavy stuff. Like there's a tune that I really enjoy playing called Pantavalari Part 2 or something like that. And it's like proggy, rocky, like heavy. It's awesome. Um, but then there are tunes that are more like music for a video game, like one of the kind of lead arrangers and conductor, actually, she composes a lot for uh, film and TV and computer games and stuff. And so whenever we play hard pieces, it does feel like, it always reminds me like Resident Evil or like Silent Hill or something like that. I don't know why. Um, so there's that side. And then there's like one tune we play that's like kind of Eastern European Balkan kind of vibey. Like it's so cool and it's got like a big operatic section where someone's singing and that could be like for a theatre show that song it's like it's wild um yeah we have like songs with like singer songwriters honestly it's like it's so hard to pinpoint which is maybe part of the problem I have when I'm trying to sell this to people they're like well what are you gonna like what's it like I'm like it's everything honestly like but I think that's one of the reasons to go to one of the shows because it's it's a trip man like you get a bit of everything and it's it's all done to such a high level and it's awesome. So um yeah, I guess you have to bung it in like the fusion bin or something like that. It's like it's a fusion of like everything, I don't know. But um you really just need to listen to the album and you'll you'll probably feel a bit like, wow, that was a lot of things. But that's the way it is and it's uh, it's exciting. And it's sort of like um it sounds really cool. It sounds because um, obviously I've listened to it before as well and I'd, I'd encourage uh, listeners to go and check out the Tinderbox stuff because you're right, it's very different from what you'd expect. And it is a big, like, uh, melange or arrangement of everything that you could possibly imagine um, being in the, in the music, which is really cool. But it sort of leads us on to what I sort of feel like. I know we, we didn't plan for us to talk about this, but it's in the vicinity of, like, how are you feeling after the gig, the two of you? Yeah. I mean, I expressed at the beginning of this that I have the post-gig blues, and I really do mean it. Um, I was, I felt like a kid at Christmas the whole week leading up to it, and I was also like so just naturally anxious about COVID and that, you know, like doing my test every day, just fingers crossed, even though I felt fine, but you know, it's, it'd be awful if I couldn't play it. I don't know who would get to dep it out. Oh, well, no, actually, we had another guitarist we could have depped out. But all this stuff was going through my head on the lead-up. Um, and then, you know, the day came, and we're all super excited on the way there, and a lot of waiting about, which kind of... Well, Callum was saying he was going through the motions, and I've never saw someone just, like, so here, then, there. I think he went to the toilet about six times. <laughs> Definitely and, more. Um, <laughs> right. And, yeah, we... You know, when you're backstage, it's like you just find stuff to do and like people are stretching. I'm standing about trying to do handstands and then realize that's a bad idea. So I'm like, well, let me just drink loads of water and then I need to go to the toilet six times. And you just got all this loose energy. And then I got on stage and had all this sort of expectation that I had to remind myself just to enjoy what's happening. I have to say one thing, though, like 
my fingers. Like I I don't get that nervous, I don't think, when I'm playing. And I didn't really think that was gonna be an issue. And usually like when I'm nervous, I get kinda of sort of shaky and like up in my chest I can feel it. Never had any of that. Felt totally fine, you know? But my fingers were absolutely pissing with sweat. Like, I'd forgot what it was like to play with stage lights like that as well, and that probably added to it. Um, but anyway, after the gig, uh, we were all super excited. We had a great party, and um, we just kind of rode the... Just kept going up the mountain. It was awesome, and stayed up there. And then, yeah, I feel like I'm I'm dealing with a, a come down. Not, like, induced by any drugs. Like, induced by, like, just having such a great build up to an awesome gig we had like 13 hours rehearsals that weekend like just so much great work was put into it and everybody done so good and uh now it's gone and i'm like it's like a kid when the summer holiday ends and they know they've got to go to school the next day and you're just like oh. it's like oh that's kind of how i feel um but i'm trying to remind myself that you know, that is just the nature of life. It's like things move on and you have to just move on and set your sights on something else. And we've got a couple other big festivals planned and um, a couple of exciting things popping up. So there's there's lots to look forward to. But right now I'm sort of like, a, I, I do feel it a little bit in my heart. I'm like, oh, a bit, a bit sad that it's all over. But I'm dealing with it and uh, I'm glad to have you two here to support me through it. <laughs> what about you Cal? nice yeah um yeah definitely as i was saying earlier lots of lots of takeaways lots of things to kind of learn from um but yeah as you said i was i was going through the motions for sure um for a good number of hours and i was just like ah just like i felt like i was just like internally just like shaking just like so much nervous energy um but it's weird how it just like disappears as soon as you're into the first song um it just goes and it's like it is that build up. It's that that's that build up that kind of makes you think about all your parts and the songs and you think, Oh, have you got have you got them all down? Um it makes you kind of question these things, especially when you've got so much waiting time. Um But yeah, it's for me, it's a weird one. I don't know if it's just not hit me yet, but it's weird. It's just like gigs never really kinda of hit me until like, you know, the kind of few hours before. I know some people kind of kind of react to that build up differently, but for some reason, it's like from hearing other people's experiences, it feels like I get a kind of condensed version in quite a short period of time. If that makes sense, um, so it did did feel kind of intense. Um, and I'm I'm the same. Like fingers sweating all the time. Like every single time I'm not playing, I'm like just trying to get all the sweat off as <laughs> as much as possible, because it's obviously I can just slip slip on the key, and then you know I'm just played the the worst note <laughs> that you can play probably um but yeah lots to take away from it i'm trying to articulate other things that maybe i've i've kind of felt during it but i, I feel like i feel like it's still to kind of hit me too i don't know it's a weird one um but yeah thoroughly thoroughly enjoyable and hopefully we get to do things yeah that magnitude again too I think we will. I think that Tinderbox has been building up for so long now to the point that, well, the fact that we sold out a show at Celtic Connections, like that is a big deal. And as we were talking about with one of the directors of Tinderbox, it's like I think that show was sort of the tipping point and who knows what this next year will bring for the orchestra. 
They were talking about potentially headlining a really big festival here in Edinburgh, uh, which would be super cool. So that would be good. But yeah, one thing that I want to just uh, share, if it's all right, is I had this sort of learning point. And this is something that I, I mean, we all probably know, but I experienced it like recently. So I wanted to share it. So I, I had this moment, right? And a lot of the gig for me was like building up to that because I knew that I was going to be at the front of the orchestra ripping a solo for like three minutes or something like that. I had loads of time. Uh, was super excited. to. I'd be lying if I said I didn't think about like every day in the shower leading up to it and like how I would feel and what I might play because I was improvising it. Um, but I know that when the time arrived, I would I would just play like I did and I've rehearsed with a band so many times that there were little bits I would get to like that I'd, I'd, I'd know what to throw that in so it wasn't like I was just gonna vibe it out in the moment but a lot of it was sort of that attitude and <laughs> so I push my pedal on to start the solo I go on like the the heavy side like overdrive side and as soon as I do that the monitor is just like <laughs> and it just sounds bad and I'm like I just used that sound for the whole song before and suddenly at my time it's like it's not happening and I was like all right cool I mean I know how to deal with that I'll I'll use this one and I'll quickly turn a knob so I've done that and I was like right cool I need to get up to the podium I need to walk up and do it and so I've done that and you know I play my solo whatever it's uh it's it's all good and at the end of the solo there's I think it's like an extended four bars or something, like an E sus chord. I've already played like four bars and it's just everything's building. And it's pretty epic. And at that moment, I was sort of like shredding away. And I remembered, I was like, I what I usually do here, this was one of the artifacts that I was trying to uncover. Like I knew I was going to get to it. I just didn't know how. And I was like, usually what I do here is I build up higher and higher through the neck and I know that the highest note on my whole guitar, if I bend that, I get to another note that I don't even know what note it is, but um, it sounds cool. Um, and at that moment, I was nowhere near the top of my guitar. I was like probably around 12th fret, let's say. <laughs> and I remember there was like literally two beats left before I, I was like, well, my soul is going to end. And at that moment, I'd done the stupidest thing ever. What I'd done was like, I stopped my idea and I just went to the fucking highest note on my guitar. I just went <laughs> and just bent it. And I never had like the piercing overdrive that I wanted where that would have like carried. Um, and I, I felt at that moment, I was like, why did you just do that? Like everything was going so well and you pull. I mean, I don't think anybody else would have really noticed it. Like it's me getting inside my own head. I acknowledge that, but. I guess my point is that I was in a moment and I was playing some cool stuff and then for whatever reason I reminded myself of the expectation that I had I, you should just never do that like if it feels good and you're doing something like just do that and uh yeah I was just like and then the drummer goes one two and we come in with this heavy riff and I'm like why did I just do that but hey I done it <laughs> and uh, I learned that's what I learned. It wasn't a train wreck at all. But. Do you ever feel like, because um, I remember getting this quite a lot and it really like for a time it put me off performing. 
because I sort of felt that I had this Jekyll and Hyde experience of performing, which was like, on the one hand, I would sit, practice all this material and I'd have it down in a certain situation. And the kind of, if you like, the, the Hyde side to that or the Jekyll side to that, whatever. Um, which one's the crazy one? Jekyll is the crazy one, isn't he? Hyde is the doctor. Uh, I have no idea. Can't you remember? You guys should know this as well. It's a story in Edinburgh. I know. I'm thinking of um, the, the graveyard. Like, I, I know. I know that. <laughs> <bit>. <laughs> That's exactly where my mind went to as well. But, you know, thinking about that, there's like, there's two sides to um to when you're performing, especially like complex material as well, or material that requires you to have focus whilst, you know, the mayhem of lights or pyrotechnics or whatever it is that's <laughs> kind of going on is going on. And so when you're practicing it, it feels like, well, I've, I've got it down. It works. It's fine. And then when you actually go and play it, you feel like somebody has hijacked your fingers or your your ability to concentrate or, or all those kind of things as well. Um, so you kind of you feel like you're left with um, almost like 60, 70 percent of your full ability when you actually go to play on stages. Or do you ever find that as well, that you feel a different player? Yeah, absolutely. Sorry. You want to go first, Cal? Yeah, I was just going to say exact exact same thing. Like there's there's a lot of things, as I said, I know I need to work on. Um, because certain things just weren't gig ready. And for me, you know, first gig, learning a lot of the material, um, there's just things that are simplified, and that's sometimes just what you have to kind of do on the job. If you think that there's too big a risk with certain things that are maybe just more demanding, that you haven't had enough repetitions with, it's just easy to simplify it. And I think, you know, if I'm, if I'm aware of, like, what's going on theoretically, it's easy to simplify things. Like, if I know I've got maybe more advanced chords, I could just leave more notes out if it's like a like a, a stretchy kind of voice in. I can maybe even just bring it down to a power chord or just like maybe I've got a scale run in the right and I'm doing like a moving kind of thing in the left. I'm just, I'm maybe not going to put that focus on the left hand. I'll maybe just focus on the top line. Um, so it's just like those little adaptations to how you feel when it comes to the gig as well. So I think that's it's a really important point that you do feel like it's, you know, you don't feel like it's 70 or 80%. You feel like you've got it a lot more until you're actually there playing it. So you do have to kind of do things on the fly as they come, like you like you did, Reese. Yeah, with the pedal, absolutely. The I I get this question, or it's more a complaint, I guess, where students are like, I sounded so much better just before the lesson, or like, I sound so much better on my own, or I don't know. Hopefully that's not a dig at me. <laughs> no, it's like, I, I know how that feels. And I always tell them, it's like, it's just... It really just is a case of experience. You know, the more you play with someone or the more you play in big theatre halls or whatever it is, it's like, you just get used to it. And... Yeah. I feel like I'm comfortable enough with that material that, like, I can I can execute most of it quite well. But, yeah, there is an element in me feeling sometimes like, oh, it wasn't... I didn't give my... I wasn't at 100% maybe, but I don't know. I don't get too bogged down in that, to be honest. I'm trying to get used to the idea of like, uh, like just been in it when it's been done. Like contrary to like how I feel right now, I guess this is my process of been in it. It's just a really big trash bag, and I'm trying to drag it through the streets of Edinburgh. <laughs> but um, yeah, like I'm trying to get used to just like moving on from these things, and just like it was what was, and that's fine. Just let it be, because yeah, I mean. Any new experience, uh, I think it's rare for you to feel 100% in it. And, you know, COVID has totally killed any live performance stuff for the last two years. So it's like, I think now it's, a lot of people are going to be feeling like that when they go back to playing 
their gig it's like yeah maybe this feels a little bit different and that's fine it just is uh the way it is and you got to deal with that in whatever way you know how mm, that's yeah it's an interesting point that um just thinking about that i i do get the thing as well as you were saying about people who kind of come to you and go oh i had this before i had this before the lesson or i had this before blah 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 or whatever and i think we all have that to some degree because we're all i wouldn't say threatened that's not really the um the terminology that i'm grasping for it's the first terminology that my brain on a monday is kind of going for but i think it's like when we get put under pressure we all have an element of pressure whether that's practicing or performing or you know whatever whatever it may be um and i think it's because you're showing off a genuine side you know whether it's your hard work or kind of who you are um or perhaps you know you don't want to you don't want to what's the word you don't want to put off your your worst self. You, you know, everybody wants to exhibit their best self, whether that's to a teacher or to a mentor or to a friend or to, you know, say a room of thousands of people that you've never met. It's very, very common to want to achieve higher sometimes than we're actually capable of. But I think the thing that, that is always missing, and I am also telling myself this as well, um, is an appreciation for just being sort of settled with what you're able to do in that situation. Because people forget this as well, that the ability to perform is 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 dif is different from the ability to be able to play in the first instance so you get guys that are you know great players but when it comes to performance you know they'll they'll list many of those same things that you say and you're right you know you'll have your seasoned performers who say well i've been doing this for x number of years so it's very natural to them and there is there is sort of a, a letting go of the fear of you know what you don't know that sort of thing um but yeah it, it is very interesting i suppose at, at, at the Brass tax, really, it's, it is about experience at the end of the day. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's interesting to kind of hear that as well. So you feel like your main learning point was really um, trying to let go of a lot of that stuff? Is that, is that kind of what I'm, what I'm hearing? Maybe, maybe. I don't know. It's hard to like pinpoint really what the main learning point was there, really. But there was a moment when, there were a few moments when I just felt like I... Okay, well... I, I reminded myself, I was like, you know, just, just enjoy this. It's not supposed to be stressful. You know, like, I know all the music off by heart, and I had my charts there just in case, like, next to me. And there, actually, sorry, there are three songs at the end that I didn't know off by heart. I reminded myself with the charts, but I don't know, just... Okay, let me reframe it then. I'll reframe it for the both of right. you, so you've, you've both got to give me an answer. <laughs> um, okay, let's say uh, you're doing the... You're doing the gig next week. You've already got the experience of what you, you did this weekend. But next week, the gig is going ahead. What do you change? Good question. I would make sure that that pedal was working the way it should have. And it does work. I actually, I think potentially what I was hearing at that moment was the sound guy changing my monitor sound so that i could hear myself on another monitor that was at the front of the stage for the conductor where i stood um i wish we could have just practiced that moment of like changing the monitor so that i knew what to expect but there's so many things that you like you might have four hours for a sound check but it just flies by and stuff goes wrong and um so i'd probably just like make sure that we focused on some some of the entry points more than anything like, there's nothing too much that I would want to change. Um, 
I feel like I'm not really giving you a great answer by saying that, but as I said, I'm I'm trying to just sort of like just move on from it and bin it. But that is like a tangible thing that I I would have liked to have ironed out. I would like to iron out if we were to do it again. But I think yeah, maybe the the curse of these one show events is that well, you you don't really have that opportunity because it happened. You know what I mean? And it's like well, just just deal with it and enjoy it. And I was speaking to someone before the gig, violin player. He was saying, "Oh, do you have any like pre-show rituals?" You know, because everybody's like, I don't know, doing like yoga and drinking water and closing their eyes and doing stuff. And I'm pacing about like a madman, <laughs> just like find weird things to do. And I just said something. I was like, I just, I just tried to remind myself that there's nothing I can do right now that will change the outcome. And when I'm on the stage, it's like the only thing I should really be focused on, other than playing the music, but like I know the music, you know, I shouldn't be worried about that, it's fine. It's just enjoying myself, you know? And yeah, like I think I think that should be the goal, really. This shouldn't feel super serious unless you're like, well, maybe like Callum, where it's like you've never played the music before and like there's a little bit more at stake potentially. But for me, I just have to remind myself, it's like, you know, you're, you know the music, it's fine, just enjoy it now. And it's like, nothing you can change 10 minutes before a show is going to, I don't know, alter the, the outcome. Other than like, try and make sure you feel relaxed. Like I definitely uh, focus on that. But anyway, I'm probably getting away from the question at this point. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's funny that you say that, Reese, because when you, you, you told me that too, um, I can't change anything but when when you just said it there some of that nervous energy came back from like pre-gig <laughs> like just before the gig um but yeah things that I would change with that experience if I had the same gig or I had another gig next week I'd maybe I was kind of I maybe realized this a bit too late but for me you know obviously still getting to know the pieces like I can kind of take the keyboard away and if I've, if I've got headphones I can just kind of get the fingers warmed up uh, that's one thing that I would maybe try like maybe in your situation Reese, you know you do you've played a lot of the music for quite a while so you can rely on that that kind of muscle memory to um, just play through it uh, but for me I feel like I need to be like really really kind of warm um, just to make sure that I'm, I'm doing everything to the highest standard that I can um, but I think one of the things that is definitely a takeaway is maybe what instruments I listen to for reference in terms of time and in terms of like melody or cues um, because you only get, you can't get everything in your wedge or your monitor. So it was a weird one because usually I'm just like I lock in with backline, drums, bass and, and guitar. So when you have all of the rest of the orchestra and the music is completely different, like your reference points all change. Um, so... You know, I had to have more main vocal for certain sections because certain lyrical cues told me, okay, we're moving into that section, as opposed to counting through all the bars of music that I had where maybe, you know, the middle section of like a seven minute song, I'm not doing anything. Yeah, so it's like, it's just that tiny little, almost like a little hack. So just rem remember that lyric before you come back in um, and that's that's you in. Um, but maybe kind of experimenting with who I tune into with the orchestra. Um, for specific things like time and uh, yeah melody top line and things like that that's probably that's probably the things that I would I would change or experiment with to see just how it feels with the orchestra yeah 
it would be cool, like, going forward if... I think that there is a plan to do this, but we were asked if we wanted to play the whole gig within ears. And we can't decide against it because we don't usually play gigs like that. But I think going forward, it would be good to do that because we could have a personalised mix, like, just right into your ears as opposed to, I don't know, you have to share a wedge with someone else. Like, I was sharing with the bassist and, you know, he wanted some stuff and... I mean, I wanted it as well, but maybe a little bit less, or I don't know. Um, so that could be cool, but ah, it's, it's happened, you know. It's gone. It's done. It's done. It's, it's in the bin. <laughs> it's in the bin. It's in the brain bin. But that's not a bad thing. I think it's good to move on and look forward to other things. But I don't know. What are you looking forward to? What What's everybody looking forward to the next like couple months? What's happening? Jack, I want to hear from you. What have you What have you got going on? I feel like we've um. We've we've said a lot, me and Reese. No, it's interesting to listen to as well because um, I think it's cool. I think you know the, the thing that they don't really tell you as a musician um, is that you you do big gigs. You know, you do your like Carnegie halls if you're lucky enough. You know, your whatever um, festivals that sort of thing. But you also do your small gigs as well. And there's there's not just kind of different learning points. There's a completely different experience from say doing your pub gig or your like you know private dinner party gig where like nobody pays attention to you next to a gig where you have to be on the music and on the 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 same bar as everybody else otherwise you know things pretty much go a over t <laughs> um and it's really interesting to hear that experience because you know it's not it's not every day that you you have those gigs but there's something really valuable that you take from them and i also do think that there's a degree of learning that can take place from even having that experience once or twice even in like you know doesn't need to be one that you're doing every single week or every you know every couple of days in a week but it's being able to reflect on it and draw up conclusions about it and go ah okay so this happened blah 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 and you know when the next time that rolls around it doesn't feel so so different or foreign really to you um but you yeah, know it's, it's always really cool to hear about it as well so enjoy it but yeah what have i got going on so do you know it's it's funny i've got um i've got a couple of uh projects really just going on so I've got, uh, firstly, I, I don't know when this is coming up as well. I should check my diary, but I literally live two months ahead at a time. <laughs> so I think in about May time, I'm doing some uh, studio residency work with a friend of mine, an artist as well, which would be a lot of fun. So it's kind of like going away for uh, five days to a week or whatever to do some writing as well, which would be really fun. Um, different setting and you also kind of you don't have the pressure of like being in a studio for say just the eight hours of a day which any musician sort of knows you can't really do anything in one day of being in a studio it takes it takes such a long time um but you know i've been i've been doing rehearsals uh probably over the past uh year at least with uh with this artist and with this with this band as well developing material that way so it'll be fun to um actually cultivate all of that hard work in kind of the shape of an album, hopefully, who knows? We'll see where that comes to. Um, and then I've got just some other stuff as well, some performance things I want to check off my list, really. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it's funny, like, I've said this on previous podcasts as well, and I, I, there's still a big part of me that really believes this as well, is like, it's trying not to hang on to um, plans too much in 2022. So, you know, setting things too far ahead and then building up to them and then they don't happen and then you go, and that sucks. So I'm just I'm I'm trying to kind of have the the enjoyment of um kind of what's in front of me I suppose for the time being. But yeah, and also just trying to get better. That's a that's a big plan as well. But 
yeah what about you guys what else have you got going on for the for the year um for me i think i'm definitely super excited to see uh when the second gig with tinderbox is going to be so hopefully there's there's um uh festival dates and maybe maybe some fringe dates um we'll just see see what happens with that but i'm super excited to just can get more experience um more experience with with the orchestra uh, and with the band and whatnot so um really looking forward to that but yeah definitely definitely just kind of developing more um on guitar and keys um i'm definitely playing a lot more keys than i ever have which is great so um yeah just seeing seeing where that goes um but also just kind of maintaining that level um of teaching that i've got going on but looking forward to the little breaks that i've got in between so february break um sweet yeah looking forward to that nice one sorry i'm i'm just laughing because jack's just being silly but um what am i looking forward to the next couple of months um i need to look at my calendar i'm so like week to week right now what about our plans to put uh sitting in into the metaverse are we all excited <laughs> for that we were joking as well just before this just about all the um the big changes of, of, of the world the next thing kind of being like the workplace moving to the metaverse and how funny it kind of all looks but wouldn't that be cool though one day to just host a podcast but make it make it like a room where everyone can have an avatar next week we're going to be avatars that's that's what it's at we're just we're not going to be us i mean i feel like i feel like in some ways so like we could just invite tons of people on a zoom call and mute them i do sort of feel that technology is sort of doing a big 360 you know around the around the cycle right man everything is just club penguin that's it we're going back to it the sims and club penguin i mean that's not on my list of things i'm looking forward to at all Well, do you know, now I've started talking about it, I'm thinking about what my avatar is going to look like. So, <laughs> Right. I am looking forward to... I'm trying to... This year, I've probably mentioned this before, but I'm trying to make sure that I do actually plan in advance so that I take time off. I have a bad habit of not taking time off until it's too late and just feeling burnt out. So I've got a couple of holidays that I'm booking already. I've just booked uh, about one, two, three, four... Five days with a camper van uh, up in like the Isle of Skye. So I'm looking forward to that. That's in a, about a month or so. Uh, also planning... Oh, I'm going to Amsterdam to see Thundercat in April. Uh, that's going to be awesome. And then I'm going to... Supposed to be going to Spain in August to, I don't know, hang out. And in Portugal to see uh, Lisbon and Madeira. So I'm like super... I'm in holiday planet mode like already. Um, this has been going on for the last couple of weeks. But it's really so that I make sure I do take time off because uh, I, I, it feels pointless taking time off if I don't go somewhere. I think that's the issue I have had for the last few week, years is that there's been, well, less opportunity to travel. And so I've just not felt like the need to take holidays. So, yeah, I'm just trying to plan all this stuff in advance so that I, um, I get some time off. But, yeah, in the next couple of months or whatever, I'm just looking forward to a couple of wee holidays and... Yeah, I need to get back into my band. Like this last month or two is like it's just been full on with the the orchestra. So hopefully set some dates for some recording and maybe even some gigs with my band. That'd be good. But yeah, anyway, I hope you've all enjoyed this episode. Um, hearing our thoughts on the post gig blues and such, the metaverse as well. You know, who knows what we'll be chatting about next time. <laughs> But if you do have any questions or topics you would like us to consider, please send them in to us on Instagram. We'd love to hear from you. 
And as always, if you want to support us so that we're not drinking tap water all the time, uh, you can buy us a coffee <laughs> via the link in the podcast description. I think the minimum spend is five pounds or five dollars or something. And that goes towards helping fuel the podcast. And if you want to get yourself a swanky merch thing, a top or a mug or whatever else we have on the store, you can check that out in the description as well. All right. Well, looking forward to the next one. I shall see you all next week.